In March of this year, Constables Brett Ryan and Travis Jordan were ambushed while responding to a call about a family dispute in Edmonton. You no doubt remember the story. A 16-year-old boy shot and killed them both before they even had a chance to draw their own weapons. The boy then shot and injured his mother, then shot and killed himself. A tragedy, to be sure, all the way around, but it didn't end there. Uh, Police got to work on tracking the gun that this kid used. Uh, And last week, they charged 19-year-old Dennis Okimo with three counts of manslaughter, three counts of criminal negligence causing death, and criminal negligence causing bodily harm, along with a bunch of other gun-related charges and drug-related charges um, because of things they found when they conducted the search warrant. Now, there's a lot of debate in legal circles about those charges, the manslaughter charges specifically, um, and the likelihood of a conviction. Balfour Durr is a criminal defense lawyer in Alberta. He was also once a Crown prosecutor, so he's seen it from both sides through a lot of different cases. Balfour, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Um, Let's start with these charges. Uh, I was thinking about it, and you don't see charges like this very often. How unusual is this in your experience? Can you recall a similar situation? Well, yes. um, It's unusual, but not unprecedented. Okay. If you recall the very tragic shooting of four Mounties in Marathorpe, Alberta in 2005. James Roscoe, sure. Roscoe, good for you. Yeah. Um, well, there were two other people who had been charged. Uh, their names were Hennessy and Cheeseman. Cheeseman, yeah. And these were the two, and they, fast forward, they eventually pled guilty to manslaughter. Um, and they were the two who drove Roscoe to back to um, the area far, where yeah. his concert was, and they supplied him with the rifle. And they had done things that had assisted. And the, the one of the interesting facts in that case was that Roscoe had been making uh, statements that, and I can't remember the exact words, so these, these may not be the exact, but mm-hmm. it's along the lines of, I'm not going to be taken prisoner, and I hate the police. And, and you know, there's all of this kind of talk that gave these two, Hennessy and Cheeseman, some, some concern. But they nevertheless went ahead and didn't tell anybody that they had dropped them off with a gun. So that's a, that's a situation where um, manslaughter fit because there was that close connection. Okay. So it's, it's, been, it's been used before, but it's rare because manslaughter, first of all, um, just for your your listeners' uh, education, is where death is caused by an unlawful act, but the death is unintended. Okay. So, so if you intend to kill someone, murder. that's murder. And if you plan and deliberate that killing, then that's first-degree murder. But if someone dies from an unlawful act, but you don't mean that they die, then that's manslaughter. Okay. So, so long as the death is reasonably foreseeable, oh, sorry, not even the death, so long as that there is a reasonable foreseeability of bodily harm. Okay. So that's, that's the key here. And we probably don't know enough of the facts to be able to yeah. come to any firm conclusions because it would depend on, I mean, if this, young man who supplied the gun, this, this other guy says, hey, look, I want to go shoot cans out in the back 40. Um, that's one thing. That, that seems to be fairly innocent. If this person says, I'm going to, you know, I want to go um, shoot at someone or something like that. Now, that takes it to the, the other end of the scale. 
But there may be something in between, of course, where the person is is acting crazy, if I could just use that expression. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, seems very volatile. And their mood's going up and down. And you go ahead and give them a loaded gun. That's, uh, that's an area that... Um, could be litigated. <laughs> well, that's words, the thing. Like, how do you how do you prove what Okimo knew? What risk level he attacked? I mean, like, giving a kid a gun is risky business to begin with. But you, like right. you say, you've got to tie it directly to the fact that he is going to use it to shoot police officers. You need to come up with some sort of link there, don't you? Yes. So again, going back to the legal test, there has to be a reasonable foreseeability of the risk of bodily harm. So if it's if it's as clear as, um, you know, I'm like in um, Roscoe's case and from the Marathon thing, I'm not going to be taken prisoner and you give that person a loaded gun. <laughs> well, it's, it's fairly clear. So what Okimo knew or was told is is the crux of the case, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And, we, and, and like you say, we were not 100 percent certain as to what police knew before they laid those charges. Right. And I I suppose, unless there's some independent source, the only source of information as to what Okimo knew is going to come from him. So if he made a statement to the police, you know, he may have said what what he was told. Right. Um, If he didn't make a statement, well, that's going to leave um, something, you know, a, a hole that needs to be filled up if you want a successful prosecution. The other thing I wanted to ask you is, you mentioned James Roscoe, four Mounties were killed. This case, two mm-hmm. police officers were killed. I'm a big pro-police guy, 110% all the way. Um, we don't see this happen in, in other cases, Balfour. We, we, people, unfortunately, get shot and hurt and often killed uh, in Alberta all the time. And police, in my knowledge, and I, like I say, I can't think of another case where they've tracked down the person who sold the gun to, you know, the gangster who shot and killed somebody right. at Kingsway Mall in Edmonton. We don't do it. We just don't. Um, it's it's good that we're doing it in this instance, but um, there is definitely a difference there, isn't there? I mean, police could just change the way we go forward. If they're going to do it in this instance, shouldn't they do it in all instances? Well, the short answer should be yes. Um, they, everyone should be treated equally. Right. Um, you know, no one should deserve special attention in the law. Um, and I, I don't mean that. And in, in, I'm not trying to say that police don't deserve sure. the fullest protection that the law can provide. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm also pro-police. I may be a defense counsel, but I'm, you know, I'm very pro-police. So um, you're right that we don't see this charge laid in a well, you know, there are sometimes high-profile cases that um, are get treated differently, probably because of attention. The, the high-profile yeah. nature, yeah. yeah, and the intention that's uh, a drawn. Sure, that doesn't make necessarily make it a bad thing, though. No, it's it's um, not um, saying it shouldn't be done, Balfour. But yeah. if it's going to be done in that instance, maybe it should be done in all instances. I guess is the argument. Yes, and and it could, you know. It's interesting that they've also laid charges of criminal negligence causing death and injury. Criminal negligence is an equivalent charge to manslaughter. They they carry the same punishment. One of the ways to commit manslaughter is by criminal negligence in the definition in the criminal code. Um, Let me just go back many years when I was a prosecutor. Um, 
At one point, I had said we had an impaired driving causing death charge, and I said, well, there's the unlawful act, and it's reasonably foreseeable that someone could get hurt if you're out there driving while impaired. Let's lay a manslaughter charge. And the chief prosecutor at the time said, no, we're going to lay a criminal negligence causing death charge because that's a more specific charge that seems to fit the circumstances. Now, legally, you could make manslaughter because all it takes is an unlawful act. Yep. Where the results. Yeah. So it could be any impaired driving causing death, dangerous driving causing death. They could all be manslaughter charges. Um, but we didn't do it um, in Calgary um, back when I was a prosecutor because we felt there were other charges that were more specific to it. Um, now, you know, I mean, now maybe they want to take a different approach to it. Yeah. But, they, but they've got the other charge in there, Balfour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a um, it, it's an equivalent charge. And, and there may be um, there may be circumstances where if we think jury as opposed to a judge, juries may say, gosh, I, I don't know that I want to convict this person of manslaughter. That sounds yeah. or seems much more serious. Yeah. But we've got this other charge. So let's use the other right. charge. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Balfour, unfortunately, yeah. I'm out of time. I got to run. But thank you so much for walking us through the legal side of this. I appreciate it a lot.